Welcome to the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast, where we chat all about gardening and self-sufficiency. We are Jackie and Laura, two sisters who live in Utah and Idaho, and who love to talk about self-sufficiency skills. We're glad you're here. Come learn along with us. Hey, hey. Hey. How are you? Super good. How about you? Good. Doing great. Good. What are we talking about today? Hey, so I thought we would probably talk about winter gardening. What do you think about that? Um, I think that sounds lovely because it's an area that I don't know much about. Really, the only things that I've learned about winter gardening are from you Uh and from this guy on YouTube Uh who's really into sustainability and permaculture, and he talks about winter gardening. I guess I'm third third person. Um, I don't know much about him. I have... (laughs) I own a book by him. His, Caleb, his name is Caleb Warnock, but right. I've seen a couple of things that he's put out, probably in his books, maybe online, but very limited. But I know it's a thing, so I know it's there's enough, yeah, enough out there that I'm interested in that I just don't know much about it, and it feels really overwhelming. So yeah. I think it's a cool. Well, talk. quite honestly, I don't know a lot about it either from personal experience. I've dabbled in it, and it's it's tricky, but definitely doable. It's actually a topic that I don't think a lot of people know about. I, I don't hear anybody talking about it. People don't really think about it much because they get to the end of the fall and they're like, I'm done. Well, there's the, goes the growing season, right? And right. you don't really think that you can grow things in the winter or fall. Right. They like close the door on that mm-hmm. opportunity. I didn't even know fall gardening was a thing. Mm-hmm. Until I started gardening a couple years ago and I'm like, what? Who knew that there was like plants that love growing in the fall, like Brussels sprouts and cabbage, and right. like I had no idea. That makes yeah. me want to go gardening, and then I grow went into winter gardening. Like I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So it's a fascinating topic for sure. Um, I would say so. One person explained it in something that I was reading, and they said you. So a lot of people don't want to do winter or fall gardening because they're tired of the garden sure. at that point no. and they sit. but the beautiful thing about it is that it's pretty hands-off you don't have to do a lot of work at that point it's more just like the plants go into dormancy and you're just protecting them okay and so they say you can have your rest and eat it too i love that so, right because like that's the cool thing i love about winter gardening from the three sources that i mentioned i should say like justin rhodes is the guy that i watch on youtube he's sure. He's phenomenal. He just does vlogs every day of his farm life and their homesteading life. But, um, but yeah, it's super cool. Like I've seen all these people do videos of like, I remember Caleb Warnock specifically doing a, like he was showing cold frames yes. and I think he had lettuce growing mm-hmm. in one of his cold frames. And that blew my mind. I'm like lettuce and greens and spinach and stuff in the middle of winter. And he went and like, there was like this much snow on top of his little, and if you don't know what a cold frame is, either go Google it. We'll explain it in just a yeah, second. Um, a cold frame is like, I don't know, it's a little box that you create with like a, a glass top on on the top, like a window and whatever um, that you can open and close. And it kind of creates a little sheltered like greenhouse environment for the plant during the winter. So like Clara said, like, you're just like a mini greenhouse, yeah. mini greenhouse winter style, mm-hmm. um, just right on the ground on top of your plants. I've also seen like, um, PVC hoop pipes that yep. then you put like a cover over over like long rows and stuff and that's another way to protect your plants that I've seen on YouTube as well 
um and in the youtube videos from justin Rhodes, he had like a whole row of kale growing in the middle of the winter and i was like what like and he's like kind of like um you know being self-sufficient for a year like they know how to grow kale's pretty easy to grow in general um once it's growing then you can protect it through the winter like they just had lettuce and kale growing all year long and i'm like that is amazing for like your health and vitality yeah. and, like having fresh greens throughout the winter like mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool crazy huh so crazy yeah. so the some key points about winter gardening um is i'm going to show you a book in just a second but it's called the four season harvest mm. and he talks about um that it's not that the plants are growing all winter because you're not growing anything you're harvesting all winter oh so it's more about the harvest so what he means by that is you have things in your cold frames or your hoop houses that are being protected from the elements and we'll talk about that too but um it's more about just that so you go out and you harvest your greens from that and you have to choose your varieties carefully okay for winter gardening, the okay. ones that are designed to be growing in the winter time, right? Good to know. And then um, you also harvest from your stored foods. So your your winter squashes that you've brought indoors or your mm-hmm. garlic that you've braided you, and you're harvesting your apples that are in a box, you know, your and your potatoes that you've already brought in and your carrots that you've brought in. Sure. So you're it's pulling from your stored foods and okay. your overwintered foods okay that makes a lot more sense four season harvest is what he calls it so i like that yeah rather than your traditional harvest of like the tomatoes and peppers right in the middle of summer right when it's like all at once sometimes and you're like and that's an interesting point because it spreads out your harvest over the entire year makes it a lot less um all in or nothing right like yeah yeah. And that that's a cool thing because that like shifts your mindset. Cause when I hear winter gardening, you think spring and summer gardening where you're like planting and like, you know, it's like you're just trying to keep up with everything. And um, sure. but if it's all grown and then you're just kind of in like harvest mode for multiple yeah. months, that actually puts you in a calm, relaxed, like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, totally. Phase. That's really like, cool. It spreads out your workload over the, yeah. over the period of time. Right. So there's really short, intense intervals. It's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, when we talk about winter gardening or or protecting plants, things like that, we're not going to be able to protect and have things grow over the winter if they're heat lovers. So we're not doing tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, corn, basil, squash, or melons. Yeah, anything that's really um, susceptible to freezes. Or like really loves the heat, you're not going to be able to to grow those in the winter time. Okay. So instead, it's going to be things that grow well in the springtime. So the spring, you're also going to plant them in the fall, and then we're going to protect them from the elements. Because what will kill your plants the fastest is the elements, the wind mostly. Okay, most freezing. The snow actually kind of protects it from an insulation standpoint. Yeah. But it's going to be the winds, the cold winds. Okay. Oh, that's why we have to, like, create Mm -hmm. hoop houses or cold frames. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't didn't know that. Right. 
So, um, so what you're going to do um, mid-summer or toward the end of summer, you're going to start planting things. And you have to plant a little longer than you do in the spring just because the days are getting shorter. Okay. So the plants are going to grow a lot slower. And what your goal is, is to have the plants full grown by the time you hit your freeze date. Okay. So if that means that you have grown out your carrots and you want to protect some of them in the ground for the winter time, you can throw a cold frame over the top of those, right? Okay. Or a hoop house or whatever you have. Um, if they're not full grown, they're probably not going to survive super well in a okay. winter garden. Um, but so you're going to plant things that grow quickly, like, and, and, and also things that like cold weather. So carrots, beets, kale, spinach, lettuce, um, peas, what else? Onions, you can definitely do those over the winter. Cool. Um, any of your cold crops. So um, what are some other, like cabbages can, but those are more like a storable item. Okay. You probably harvest those at the end and just keep them in cold storage okay. rather than keep them in a cold frame okay. for two reasons. They take a lot of space and they also store just fine. Cool. So anything in the, in the coal family. So that's all of your broccoli and kale and all of, the, of those kinds of things. Broccoli is probably going to be a little trickier because it's tall. It's big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but you can plant it in the fall as well. So again, like we said, like the goal is to have the plants full grown and then you're going to, I think of it kind of like, like how we put on a jacket when the weather turns cold, yep. you're going to want to put on a layer of protection for your plants okay. when you start wearing a jacket. Okay. Then when you put on your winter coat, that's when you really want to protect your plants, right? Yes. So um, I would say the methods that you're going to use to protect the plants from, from the elements, the simplest thing to, to create is a cold frame. And it's a box that's shaped. It's going to go over the top of your planting bed. If you have a raised bed, you don't want it to fit over the top of that. If you have rows, then make it the, the size of your rows. And then you want a slant um, to the top so that the, the sunlight can come hidden. And you're going to face that slant toward the, the south because that's the way that the, the sunlight hits, right? Yes. So it's like a mini greenhouse that you put over the top of your garden bed cool. to protect your, your mostly greens is what people do in there. And I've also had heard it explained that it's like a living refrigerator. Oh, so, like, mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. yeah, the other thing is it's called a low hoop house. So you're going to create um, out of something that's curved, um, a curved support system. And then you're going to put generally plastic over the top, usually clear plastic so sunlight can still get in, right? Right. Um, the other thing you can do are greenhouses. And okay. then as the guy in this book talks about um he used a combination of those systems 
Oh, okay. I'm glad so, you brought up greenhouses because I was going to ask. I'm like, aren't greenhouses a way, like a formal, real, like, you know, mm-hmm. legitimate greenhouse instead of like these, these ones that we're creating on top of the vegetables and stuff. Right. But yeah, I was like, what about greenhouses? <laughs> like, yeah, a greenhouse or you've seen those giant hoop houses yes. that are like a portable yes. greenhouse. Yeah, like, like those a, are also great too. Like a garage shed, like mm-hmm. portable that you can create. Yeah. A greenhouse just costs more money than yeah. to set up and is trickier to maintain right. in any of that. So this is the book I've been referencing. It's called Four Season Harvest by Elliot Coleman. Yeah, he's really well known in the garden. He's brilliant. So that is a book that I recommend if you're interested in this topic. Cool. He lives in Maine. So that's Much a cool point time. because like as far as the United States goes and like latitude lines like he's further north than probably any of us right (laughs) and he's growing food year-round and what he does is he found that each system that he used on his plants created um 10 to 20 degrees of protection so you normally go down to 10 degree weather and adding a cold frame is going to bring it up to 20 to 30 degrees Okay. At your lowest point, right? So then you can look for plants that can survive to those temperatures. What he found is if he added a hoop house and a cold frame, that increased it. Oh, so you're saying he, I think you said this a minute ago, Uh right? But like he combined these techniques to create like a jacket. So it's like layering for us, like a jacket, long sleeve shirts, winter coat warm mittens like all those things for us during the winter creates more insulation yeah, and it just brings up the temperature level that you can get that is to so cool super cool so that's what he's done and same thing like what he's what he did is he learned about these processes and he extended his growing season in both directions so he extended it in the, into the fall and he extended it into the spring so you could plant sooner and harvest later and he wow. just kept extending and extending and extending with his systems by combining these systems yeah. to the point that it connected all the way around full circle. Wow. And now he can grow food year round. Wow. Which is super cool. Wow. That is cool. If he can do it in Maine, we can yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is it, so cool. It does cost some money to create the, the systems to be able to put over the top of them, but. Yeah. And that's what I've learned about, like, as I, I watch a lot of people that on YouTube specifically that are doing blogs and they talk about homesteading or permaculture or the stif- different principles that they're practicing. Right. And they all say hundred percent of the time, infrastructure is the most expensive thing that you're ever going to encounter or face. Right. And if you yeah. don't know what that means, like infra- if you're a city slicker, you know, like I grew up as a city slicker. Um, I say that lovingly. Um, if you grew up in the city and you didn't, you haven't had access or exposure to these concepts or these terms, right? Like the infrastructure is like the buildings, the outposts, like the the fencing, the the chicken coop, like those things. Um, the hoop houses that we're talking about today, the cold frames, like the garden beds, like all that stuff is the infrastructure for yeah. whatever that you're working mm-hmm. on. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah, for sure. And- that's part of the reason that I don't grow in raised beds. I know a lot of people do, but right. to me, it's expense and work to set those up. 
So similar to these, I'd rather build a cold frame, right? So right, right, just straight on the ground. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, it's interesting. The um, I think so. I've only used um a cold frame for like two years. Okay. Um, I built them out of some scrap wood. Cool. Um, is- I don't use them anymore because they kind of fell apart. And then okay. I covered the tops of mine with like thick plastic sheeting. Okay. And I would say don't do that because it disintegrated in the sunlight. It broke down pretty quickly. Oh, the plastic. So if I were to build cold frames again, I would definitely get plexiglass or glass to put over the top to put those in there. That's so, good. yeah, if you... If people are out there and they're wanting to build a cold frame or a hoop house mm-hmm. um, to protect their plants, um, another interesting thing, when you start putting them on the plants in the fall, you're going to want to watch the temperatures um, because you can scorch them pretty quickly if you have a warm day okay. if there's no way to ventilate. Right. So, yeah, you have to like open it and let the mm-hmm. air... For it. about a month or a month okay. and a half, you have to watch the temperature and make sure you're not going to scorch them right. with the heat because the sunlight can come in and be super intense. Yeah. And then it's trapped in there like a greenhouse or a car, right? Right. It's like a car. When you get in, you're so So hot. when you have hot days, you have to go out and make sure you ventilate it. So it just means open the top of the, of the cold frame or lift up the hoop house so that it can get some airflow and during the heat. And then you have to put them back down at night to be able to protect from the weather once Mm. you get into like cold weather and the sun's less intense you don't have to do that okay um same thing goes with watering so while you're ventilating you also need to water during those times to keep the plants happy but again once we get down into shorter days less intense sun rays um more snow things like that you don't have to water or ventilate you want okay. to keep them covered the whole winter. Okay. So when there's snow on the ground, you can just go out and you don't even have to brush it off the tops of them. You can just leave it and it will do its thing. But you can just go out, lift it up, harvest what you need and close it back up. Right. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty simple. So it's right? like a storage situation in the middle of winter. You're just keeping it in a dormant state. That's amazing. Right. And then in the spring, you can do the opposite. You can start planting early. Again, when it's super cold, you can plant your onions and peas and things that you can start really early and and then move. But then as it gets warmer, you're going to need to ventilate and water. Okay. And when it gets really warm, then you just take the hoop houses and cold frames off and then they can grow like normal. Very interesting. One thing... Not necessarily connected into winter gardening per se, but one thing that I've noticed over the past couple of years is I think our brains just naturally flow here with spring gardening, right? It's like we start here and we move forward. When it comes to fall gardening, you have to like figure out the the frost dates and the freeze dates Uh and work backwards. Uh And you have to kind of, it is like reverse engineering things. And my, just my brain doesn't work as naturally with that. Uh-huh. Um, it's an interesting process to be aware of, right? When you're gardening and like, just as you talked about that, right? Like this is what you have to do in the fall. This is that right. what you have to do in the spring? And it's like, Ooh, my brain struggles a little bit more the backtracking. And Mine does too, quite honestly. And I haven't been super successful with 
early spring or late fall gardening. Interesting. But it's something to practice and yeah. get better at. And I yeah. think you'll learn what works and what doesn't. I think so too. And again, like it's a, it's a skill that um, not a lot of people have. And so right. it's something to, if it's something that's interesting to you, like just try it out. And obviously some things are not going to work very well and some things will work great. So right. um, I've heard of people that have taken their, like if, they, if you start tomatoes or peppers from seedlings, I've heard of some people that put those out in their, um, in their cold frames or hoop houses to, to get them used to being outside while still being protected. So you can also use them that way in the spring. That's part of that extension process Mm -hmm. that he talks about in his book, right? Yeah. You can plant earlier if things are in your hoop houses or cold frames Cool. or greenhouses, whatever you have. So, right. No, that's so cool. I know my dream, my vision someday is to have a greenhouse with cold frames in front of it. I'm like, I think that's Mm. super fun. (laughs) That sounds so good. When you make that, I'll come up and see it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I love That's it. We'll see how it goes. No, I love that. From what I hear from our little chat today about yep. winter gardening is, I just want to kind of sum this up, right? Yeah. And then let's wrap up. But yeah, we, yeah exactly. I, I feel like winter gardening, what I keep hearing us talk about is not a lot of people talk about it. So it's something they're interested in. Um, learn about it, right? Like YouTube it and research it and learn what you can. Lara mentioned a really great book, right? So like get these resources, start learning about it and be proactive about it. Empower yourself to learn more about it, right? Sure. Because you're probably not going to have a lot of people around you being like, are you winter gardening right now? You know? Okay. Um, so I think that's one interesting thing to pull out of our little chat today. And the other one is really because it's a not well-known skill Mm-hmm. like anything in life there's a lot of nuances with it and so I think just be really kind and compassionate with yourself and try it out and see what you can learn from it see if it works see if it doesn't work like mm-hmm. Laura told her story of like she's she's done the cold frames for two years and she learned some interesting lessons about the plastic and her wood kind of broke apart like so you may have to make some different choices based on that you may just want to go super cheap right and like do mm-hmm. like build it out of what you have right now and that's totally great too because we said infrastructure is expensive mm-hmm. so test it out um mm-hmm. just be an experiment experiment mode with it and get mm-hmm. curious and see what works and see what doesn't work for sure. um, people that may have answers for you and try it out like don't be afraid to fail it's part of this learning growing process totally and like the worst you can get is some lettuce in the winter time right (laughs) you don't have to go to the store for that (laughs) so So cool what an exciting process to like whether you extend your growing season all year round or if you just extend it just a little bit or if you just learn a simple fact that you can protect your plants during the winter by putting on a coat um because you need to protect them from the elements the wind primarily like what a cool empowering thing to learn yeah. to build into your life and then it's not like that you're not growing all winter like it's not all this excessive work it's you've done the growing work I mean nature's done the growing work you've just worked in harmony well, with it's the, just time to harvest and enjoy you're just slowly harvesting and enjoying your the fruits of your labor all winter the leaves of your labor because that's all you get in the winter <laughs> your leaves <laughs> your green leaves <laughs> yeah and you know on that note I 
I grow a lot of um, plants and seeds and I sell them on my Etsy shop. So um, um, there's a lot of varieties that are winter varieties. So specifically for lettuce, there's a lot of winter lettuces that are designed to, to go cold. So you can check my Etsy shop and see if there's seeds available in those categories. And you'll go to my website called carrotgal.com and click on the tab at the top called shop. And that'll take you over to my Etsy shop and you can look for winter lettuces and other things that are winter hardy. Cold do you hardy. have spinaches? Like do you have kale? Uh-huh. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. You guys should go check that out. Get yourself some winter hardy vegetable or seeds that you want to play around with this winter. Yeah. So exciting. Thanks. Hey, let us know how it goes if you try winter gardening or and if you have any questions about it, we're happy to answer those in the in the comments or chats or anything. So we'd love to hear your stories. Yeah. So good. Hey, well, thank we'll you so much. see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast. We invite you to join us in our private Facebook group to continue the conversation. You can find the group by clicking on the link in the show notes or by visiting carrotgal.com chats. We love to answer questions and see pictures of your gardens and other self-sufficiency projects that you're working on. Come join us in the group. Thanks for listening.